Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Uh, really excited about today's episode. It's your host, Shane Lamont. Uh, tonight, I got a Nor- NorCal angler by the name of Pula Yang that's going to join us tonight. But before we get started with tonight's episode, I just want to say I appreciate all your guys' support. appreciate all the messages. If you guys are looking to maybe follow me or um, see what I'm up to, you guys can go ahead and follow me um, on my personal Instagram at Bastums Fishing. Uh, got a lot of exciting things coming up next year. We got the ABA kayak series rolling out. We got Bass Nation events out here in California. And like I kind of start every podcast, hopefully you guys are all ripping your thumbs up. We're kind of in between seasons out here right now. It's getting into that winter time. But the good thing about California is that we could fish all year long. So some guys are still fishing, but most guys are preparing for next year and kind of reflecting on last year. And right now we're going to bring Pua into the studio. So let's bring him in. What's going on, Pua? Hey, what's going on, Shane? Good to have you on the show, man. I, uh, I, throughout the last couple of years that I've been kayak fishing, I've always seen your name up there on the leaderboard. I've always seen your name in tournaments and, uh, you know, we've talked on the phone a couple of times. It's been good to kind of get to know you a little bit over the last week. But, you know, you're a well-known name out here in California, and congratulations. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring on bring you on the show tonight and to highlight your season was that you just you just won the Yakabass, which is a really big local club out here in California. James Snyder and Yakabass runs great, great events. They've they're kind of the OGs of California as far as kayak fishing goes. And you just won their AOI um, title. So maybe to start off the episode, let's give the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got into kayak fishing just for a second. And then we'll hop into that AOI year. Yeah, for sure, man. So um, I just uh, started uh, last year, actually, in November. And uh, I mean, not November, I'm sorry, in uh, August. And um, Hobie had their event, one of their events here on the Delta. And 
that was my first rodeo and um ever since then and you know it's kind of been i've kind of been hooked and following that was the bass nation uh at clear lake in august and um wait i'm sorry i think hobie was in june i think something like that june yeah i think so yeah yeah and then um i uh yeah so last year june well, that was my first event and then um uh, i just uh yeah i'm looking at it on your tourney x stats it was august 15th and 17th the bos was out here and you took second yeah 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 so um which is awesome for your first event i mean that i'm sure that i got you pretty hooked like okay this is this is awesome you know i mean like you know like most of us i you know we've been fishing all of our lives and I think kayaking, kayak bass fishing is just another platform for us to kind of, you know, elevate our game, you know, and take it another step further. And which I decided to go ahead and hop on because I was like, you know, kind of sucks being the bank, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. And what, what kayak do you fish out of? Uh, I fish out of a uh, 2020 Hobie Outback. Okay. And that's the boat that you fished at the Hobie event in? So you're, you're pedaling, you're pedaling the Delta. Do you have a motor now or do you just pedal? Um, I'm planning to get one for the 2022 season. Okay. Are you going to stick with the Outback or are you thinking about changing? Mm, I've been wanting to go with a uh, with the Pro Angler 360, but it just, you know, I I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm just going to stick with the Outback. I mean, it, it works for me, you know. I, I, yeah. I don't need to get fancy, any more fancier than that. <laughs> yeah. So before the Hobie event, what what um were you fishing out of a bass boat were you fishing shore what were you doing before the first kayak event that you fished yeah so um before that uh my brother had a um a bass tracker like a uh, it, it was older i think it was like a 2002 or something like that and, you know we were doing kind of some of the local tournament stuff here on the cal delta and um just for fun but um other than that it was uh after that and I had borrowed a kayak from one of my cousins, and it was a uh, one of those Eddie Line Caribbeans, and uh, I rode that around, you know, just kind of just to kind of get the feel for it first. And then um, after a few months, he let me try his. Uh, I think it was a Hobie Revo, and um, as soon as I got on it, I was hooked, man. I was like, dude, I didn't get you one of these. <laughs> After that, I was just like, I just went out and got one. Actually, my wife went out and got one for me for my birthday last year. So nice. And and what city are you from, and how old are you? Elk Grove. I am Elk Grove, California, and I am thirty-eight. So Elk Grove, what's your what's your home lake? What's your home body of water? Uh the Delta. It's yeah. the northern part of the Delta is just like literally like fifteen minutes away from where I live. So yeah, it's really close. So going into that Delta tournament, you were kind of you already had some things dialed in a little bit, or were you, were you just kind of going in? Yeah, a, a little bit, but I, I was fishing like the opposite part of the Delta from where I live, which is the southern part. So it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was about about an hour, a little bit over an hour drive for me. So yeah, because the Delta, I mean, from what I know, I, I've only been on it. A, a few times one weekend we we just kind of went there and checked things out for my first time on the delta and 
it's it's really hard to pattern fish there. I mean, it's it's you have areas I'm sure that are productive, you know, year round, or or you have areas that you that you like to fish. But I mean, you could pull up to your favorite area, and there there couldn't be a fish there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it it really is, and you know, it's you hear this all the time about how it's constantly changing because it is a tidal fishery, and that is true because you may catch twenty pounds one day and then go back and fish the same spots and it'd be a desert you know so it, it's you you got to constantly keep an open mind on the delta especially because of that tidal fishery um it, it's going to change and you're going to have to move but i think luckily for me for that hobie event my fish kind of stayed there or you know they they moved in and out and there was always a new group of fish so um that helped me out a lot but most of the deltas it's not like that usually you find a good stretch and it'll constantly be good but not every day you know so yeah yeah that's cool that's what makes that place super interesting i i'm i went a few times and i can see why greg blanchard loves to go there so much and why all these guys like to go there is because it, it's constantly changing it's like a new challenge every single time and you can catch a 35 pound bag any any time you go to <laughs> so any 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 cast could be a six seven pounder no problem so um kind of going from you know your first event hobie bos delta took second and then from there you were like all right i'm gonna really dive into this thing because i mean i've seen your name over the last year and a half or so at like all these different tournaments so um let's kind of go into like you know that first tournament that got you hooked now let's transition into like leading up to this Yakabass AOI title, let's, let's kind of fill in that gap a little bit for the listeners. Yeah. You know, um, so coming into this year, I, I, I kind of honed in on doing the Yakabass stuff because the schedule was the they, they, James had his schedule out first. And I kind of liked that because it, it, it means that, well, for one, I get to plan on my year accordingly. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to do other things too, but that I, I was just honed on that. But then for AOI, I I, I kind of wasn't not even uh, paying attention to that until the after the third event, and then um, they released the uh, the standings for AOI. And seeing myself in second, I was like, hmm, you know, I think maybe this is something to contend for. When really it, it didn't even play in my mind in the beginning of the year yeah um yeah so i just rolled with it and um i mean i i, I fished a lot of bodies of waters that i have not even ever been to like mcclure for one uh let's see berryessa i i haven't gone in like a couple years and then um where else did we go but yeah, particularly McClure was an interesting one because I just I've never been there and yeah, me for one I don't use electronics or at least I didn't use any electronics this year. So like a lake like that is very you're kind of just playing the guessing game. But then um, yeah, I ended up finishing what fourth there I think. Um, so it, it I was kind of yeah. So before we get into like that like aoi year let's let's back up a little bit because i want to highlight a couple other things as well you went to clear lake for the huck bass nation tournament so as your second event basically and you took eighth of 61 i mean dude that is some like impressive stuff right there like your second your second kayak tournament ever right yeah. and you take eighth that you know 
with a bunch of hammers in it. Like Russ Snyder's won that event. Um, I was fortunate enough to take top five. Jason Brofka fourth. Uh, Taz took second. I mean, all these guys are there, and you're just like second tournament of your life, and you just pull eighth at out of it. Like, talk about that event a little bit. Like, what were you, what what was your pattern? What were you doing that day? Um, yeah. So for that event, I went. I went pre-fishing about like two weeks prior and uh what i found on that that particular area i was fishing it was it was made it was basically around docks and um man those docks it, it just reloaded the whole day for me but um i kind of uh you know i just kind of went in with an open mind i mean it, it was like my second event i i didn't expect too much you know and to be honest, I think that's that was only like my third or fourth time on Clear Lake. Even though I've lived up here in Northern California like my whole life, uh, it's just you know, <laughs> I yeah, I just never visit that lake hardly ever. So what was your pattern? What were you throwing that day? And it was just uh, weightless sinkos and uh, spinner baits all day, bro. I mean, if they didn't want to bite reaction, then you had to just hit them slow with the you know weightless senko. It's amazing how many different patterns. That's why they call it the Bass Factory. Like, I was out deep on a rock pile with a Nico rig. Russ was throwing a buzz bait on grass. Uh, I'm sure Taz was throwing a frog or punching, and so I'm sure a lot of guys were punching too. It's like literally chatter bait was probably going on. Like everything's going on there. It's just like however you have whatever you have confidence in, and you throw it enough times, like you're gonna get bit there. And there's it's it's crazy. It's a crazy place to fish. It's awesome those fish man they're they're uh it's, it's like they say they're on steroids man they'll just eat yeah them, you know oh yeah okay so then from clear lake you go um to kind of like a lake a lake a lake pork bait and tackle you took 13 to 42 and then you go so was hobie a little bit different that year where like if you took like top three do you qualify for the toc or how does that work it was top three for every event Got it. Okay, because you went out to the TOC, which was you went to the Hobie BOS TOC for your fourth event of your whole life. <laughs> like some guys fish like forever and they don't make it to that tournament. That's a huge national event, and you just like I'm gonna go. And where was it at? It was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. You're just like fourth tournament of your life. I'm going to Knoxville, Tennessee to compete against the best guys in the country. And, you know, maybe you didn't have your showing that you were hoping to have, but you still took 25th out of 50 guys, 50 of the top guys in the country. So that now it's your fourth event. You're basically top 25 in the country now. I mean, dude, how was it going out to Tennessee, Knoxville for your fourth event of your whole life? <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because it, it like it didn't even really hit me until uh, – my my cousin went with me too and um uh, until we got there and we're just looking at the map and we're like oh my god we just went across the <laughs> US, bro. <laughs> crazy or what man yeah yeah it, it it was nuts man because it it you know i mean we planned everything out all the logistics and everything and um we were just like you know hey let's just let's just go you know yeah it looks like you caught a limit day one and then day two you, it looks like you may have caught three fish on day two yeah, so day two, yeah. i think what was it by like 9 or 10 a.m man everything got blown the, the storm came through and i almost didn't even make it back to the ramp because the wakes were so high and it was like 
do five to eight roller foot rollers and it's just like good thing i was just right there so but dude i'm 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 literally tripping out i didn't even realize this when i'm when i was gonna have you on the show but like now i'm looking at your stats like at the to bos toc our boy pua goes out there to knoxville from california fourth event of his life he takes 25th and 26 is matt ball 27th is Russ Snyder's, <laughs> 28th is Jay Wallen, and 29th is John Myers, and 30th is Jody Queen. Like, dude, that is – that's incredible that you were able to, like, be in the mix and, like, count a limit day one, probably felt good, went out day two, did your best. I mean, you had to come home feeling pretty good even even though you took 25th. It was pretty tiring kind of coming back home, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I amend you for, for – taking that step and going out and traveling a little bit and we're going to get into it as we as we go through your your you know your all your stats right now because i know that that isn't the only time that you traveled so let's kind of roll up the the turning x stats a little bit farther and let's see you had hobie bos toc and then you started yakabas in 2021 february you went to east of 99 took 13th Yakabas uh, West Coast Championship qualifier at Comanche took 17th of 114 anglers. And then you go to the CA Bass Challenger Series. You're taking second. You're doing the Challenger week, weekly challenges for Bass Nation. Took first at one. And then Yakabas Spawn uh, Palooza. What was that one? That one was... Uh, that was like a couple different lakes, right? Yeah. yeah. And Pua just takes... You know, just a casual, uh, I lost it. <laughs> he just casually takes a second of 123 guys. So where were you at that event? And you're on the Delta. Okay. All right. So you're not invited to the Delta tournament for the ABA. Okay. <laughs> I don't fish uh, that area that you guys are announcing, man. So. Oh, you know. Okay. Perfect. We nailed it then. <laughs> No, I'm just, we're actually, after we kind of look through uh, some of the things and then we're kind of like still putting pieces together, we're, we may try to pull another permit and, and open up more of the Delta. We're, we're kind of working through that right now, but for right now, we're going to be in Contra Costa, but we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to the next year in a second, but let's see. So Spawn Palooza, you took second out of 20, 123, and then Yakabas Delta again, you took sixth of 63, bro. What is going on at the Delta for you, dude? You got some confidence there for sure, huh? Yeah, I, I man, like I said, that's just a place I like to fish, man. I mean, it's it's close, and you know, yeah, it's it's the closest body of water, so that's just where I go. But I mean, you know, honestly, I I haven't been there in, gosh, I think like four to five, maybe even uh, six months, man. It's it's been a while, you know, just competing and stuff. You know, you don't get to go to your normal playground. <laughs> After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. 
That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Okay, so then we got the Delta, Yakabash. So this is all part of this is all part of your AOI year for sure. Yeah. So then you got uh then you go out to the Bass Nation qualifier, the national qualifier on May 23rd and 24th and you take 14th out of 139. So you're qualified for Bass Nation championship for next year? No, no, unfortunately uh, I'm not because You're the bubble? No, I, I, I fell one spot short. Yeah, so you were the bubble. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's tough. I'm sorry to bring that up, but I thought, I thought they took 18 for some reason, but, man, they took 13, huh? Yeah, yeah, they took 13. Yeah. Ooh. I think I was 14. So yeah. Was... Same kind of deal? Were you just throwing a Senko? No, so I actually went up north to the Rodman Slough area and uh, – I was throwing a lot of reaction, and uh, yeah. I think like 50, 70 yards away from me was uh, Damian Tao. You know, he's just there the whole day. We were just right next to each other the whole day, and uh, he smashes 95-something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty typical, Damian. Pretty typical. Yeah, I was at that event, too, and I was down in Rattlesnake, and I had like an okay practice. You know, we, we kind of found something down there, but... Then the wind that day was just insane, and like I literally was like really close to flipping my kayak that day, and then I had to pack all my stuff up because rattlesnake was just blown out, like literally twenty mile an hour winds just blown out that day, and uh, we packed up and kind of thought about just like going and grabbing lunch somewhere because like when you pack up in the middle of the day, you just feel defeated anyways. And we went up to State Park, and I ended up catching like a small limit, but. I mean, it was it was definitely a bummer bummer tournament for me, but that was the event that my buddy Alex won, and yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah took first place. Two two hours. <laughs> yeah, I caught like a hundred and two hours. Yeah, it's crazy. So after that, after that, you're just on a roll, dude. You go up to Possum Kingdom for the Bass Nation Bass Nation Championship because you qualified that same year that I qualified at Clear Lake. And you just cruise out to Texas and just like take 14th. Was it 14th? It's 16th. 16th out of 146 anglers, you know, again, the, the best anglers in the country. And you took 16th and you cast a check. And I mean, how, how did that go? Did you enjoy fishing possum kingdom? It, 
it, it was tough, man. Um, yeah. So I think day one of practice, all the spots I went to, the pre-fish, it was all blown out by the mud, you know? Yeah. I was there, too, and it was, like, the same thing. We, we had to go, like, to – I can't even remember the creek name now. I think it was, like, Bass or something, like Bass Hollow. I don't know. I can't remember. But we, were like, had to go all the way to the – is that what it was? We had to go all the way to the back of that creek and find a little bit of cleaner water. And I mean a little bit of cleaner water. I mean, like, six inches. I think I actually saw you and uh, – Did you? And Gene, yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys had just put in, and then I had just gotten there. And, um, is that where you fished the event? No, no, that's not where oh, I fished. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Yeah, because we didn't really know each other then. I mean, I, I knew your name and stuff, but um, I knew that you were there, but we didn't really we didn't really know each other. But now, next year, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyways, like, so you go out there, and what was your pattern when you were at Possum Kingdom? It was, uh, so it was a little bit of reaction, a little bit of... Uh, finesse uh if they didn't want the finesse i i mean if they didn't want the reaction i just hit them with the finesse was your was your reaction chatterbait yeah yeah, yeah. Chatterbait. well i had to mix it up with the chatterbait and the swim jig because um i found that the second day of the tournament they were kind of just they, they were missing the chatterbait for whatever reason and with the swim jig i slowed it down and as soon as you feel that tick, you kind of just drop it, and they'd actually swallow the whole thing. So I had to go a little bit more finesse which the swim jig played a big deal. Um, but, man, dude, I almost didn't even get a limit until, like, the last hour, I think, because it, it was just, you know, it was just getting beat up so bad. That lake was getting beat up so bad by, you know, all the anglers and stuff. Yeah. I launched off. I happened to launch off where, you know, I think more than half of the field did, which was uh, – I forget that launch, but it, down by the dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was. Yeah, it was pretty much everyone was pretty much like from that creek that we were in to the dam. Like I don't think anyone was really like up the lake at all because it was so dark up there and red and crazy water clarity. Um, but yeah, I was on the same pattern. And I thrown the chatterbait and I lost. I lost like two heartbreak fish on day one on the chatterbait. Like spit the chatterbait and. I could literally cry about it right now. Like they were definitely 18 plus. And, but anyways, I caught a limit day one, felt really good. And, but I lost a couple of my chatterbaits that I was catching them on. Cause when I was throwing it into the buck brush, I was, I was bouncing it off the buck brush that was on the shore. That was kind of like what my deal was. And then the seawalls too. But when I throw it near that buck brush, dude, sometimes it gets stuck and I couldn't get it out. And then I lost like three of my colors that I was three of the color that I was, catching them on that's all i brought with me which is a life lesson now because from now on when i travel out east i'm buying 15 black and blue chatterbaits prior to the event <laughs> because I got, a, I got a cool story for you for that day one at possum kingdom man uh okay. it was about like 20 15 minutes left and then uh before lines in and i get to this uh to this point uh of a dock where a dock was at and i i usually catch fish there and um I decided to sling my chatterbait through it and I bumped into one of the pillars and I feel a thump and I set the hook and I think this fish was probably around the seven to eight pound range. I saw the I saw the head frame and it broke me off, right? It literally broke off my line. So I was like, dang it, man, that sucks, dude. So I tied on another chatterbait, gave it about ten minutes, went back to that same pile, <laughs> threw it back, she hit it again, she jumped off, 
and I saw my chatterbait in her mouth, and then the hook <laughs> popped off, and I was like, "Oh my!" God. No way. That was it. Was amazing, man. Dude, honestly, I'm being dead honest with you. Practice my last day of practice. I hooked into a fish. Same thing, dude. It was like seven pounds. Like it was giant, and I hooked into it. It's practice. I hooked into the fish, and I'm reeling it in, and I'm trying to fight it. And she comes up and jumps and spits my hook. But I, I, dude, there were giants in that lake for sure. Giants. I mean, the bags that won it proved that. But it was definitely, it was a pretty cool lake. I wish, I wish it wasn't so muddy, kind of, but it was still really fun. And I want to, that's my goal in my kayak career is to host the Bass Nation Championship trophy. So I feel like that's most of our goal. I mean, that's probably like the biggest trophy, no matter. You know, KBF's big and Hobie's big, but I mean, Bassmaster having a kayak series and to hoist that trophy on the classic stage. I mean, I've said that in the last podcast too, that it doesn't really get bigger than that, man. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. That's, that's pretty high up there, man. That's pretty high up there. So that's, that's my goal. Uh, okay. So now we go into the West Coast Championship Qualifier for Clear Lake um, on June 19th of 2021. You took 14th. So you're just killing the Yakubas events, especially for Angler of the Year. It's pretty obvious. And then uh, you go to uh, the Summer Frog Only event, which I'm assuming is at the Delta. Yeah. And you took second. Okay. You're not you're not coming to the Delta for ABA. Okay. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> and uh, and then Yakubas, um, just after that in July, you took fourth of seventy eight at McClure. Did you want to highlight McClure a little bit now that we're kind of back to McClure? Yeah, well, I I don't want to necessarily highlight it, but, that, you know. Just, it was just a lake you didn't fish, and you did pretty good. Yeah, it's just a, you know, I had two days to pre-fish prior to the event, well, at least for my schedule. And uh, the first day I went and I pre-fished it, and I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that lake at all, period. Because it, it just, you know, there's nothing like i said i don't use any electronics so it was kind of hard it just everything looked the same you know yeah so on this on my second day pre-fish i decided you know what i'm just gonna go fish a different lake for fun so uh I, basically i it's not that i've given up on the event but I, I i'm just gonna you know see you know whatever happens happens yeah and, um so come the day of the tournament i just i went to a completely new area and just kind of you know, wiggle the worm around and, uh, you know, got, got five, five to bite. And <laughs> that's all you need sometimes, bro. It's just five to bite. That's all you need. And then, uh, so, okay. So we're going from McClure. Uh, now we're going to the save JT event. Um, you were in that, which is awesome. You took 25th out of a thousand you know, no big deal. 25th out of a thousand and that's nationwide. So where were you fishing, uh, for that month long. Let's see. Save JT. I got probably Delta. Um, I think or probably accumulation of tournaments and stuff too. Yeah, I think that one was yeah. uh, Delta and Clear Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Which was awesome that you know KBN and they they did that whole Save JT um, tournament. It was awesome. I love Jason Baraka. He's a good friend of mine, and he was at that Bass Nation event. He took I think fifth. Yeah, and the whole story. He stayed at the house with us and. Just seeing him go from Clear Lake, his first event, taking fourth, and then going to Bass Nation Championship, taking fifth, 
And now he's going to go fish the Bassmaster Opens next year. And his son is doing great. And, I mean, the community of the kayak community just kind of rallied around him after that. And I don't know. Just super cool stuff for sure. So that was a cool event to be a part of for sure. And then uh, Lakeport Bait and Tackle, third. Uh, you took ninth. I think that was at Clear Lake probably. And then the West Coast Championship, I didn't even realize this. My boy Pua takes 13th out of 108. <laughs> so Clear Lake again. And then did you do uh, the KBF trails there too? I only did uh, day one only. But how did you do? I think I was eighth. Eighth? Yeah. Sweet. So... Clear Lake, and then we're kind of coming up to the end of your year, the TOC. Um, now, does Yakapass for their TOC, is it accumulation, or is, is AOI points still given at the TOC, or is it prior to the TOC? It's double to double points at the TOC. Double points at the TOC, and you took third place, which I'm sure pretty much uh, wrapped up your AOI title, right? Yeah, I think that, that, that kind of sealed it. Um... So now we're here at the AOI, so let's talk about your AOI. Go ahead, man. You got the floor. Go because uh, I was planning to go to Louisiana, which was the following uh, weekend uh, for the KBF National Championship. But um, I, I, I thought about it and thought about it, and I was like, you know what? If I went and I left that out there, it would have been just given to somebody. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> wise. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I had to convince my wife to help me drive to uh, Louisiana so when she agreed I was like you know what okay I'll go ahead and go do the uh, TLC too but wow yeah that you got a good you got a good wife bro yeah she supports me man that's that's awesome that's important for sure so you went out to Caddo and you took 89th but I mean so let's talk about Caddo a little bit before we get to the AOI I guess because I forgot about Caddo again Pua no big deal just like I'm going to go to the national championship at Caddo because I qualified and I love it, dude. Cause that's one thing that California needs more of, like, especially guys that are doing pretty well throughout the year. I'm sure you're able to kind of get some money, you know, you know, you're gathering some money, you're doing well, you feel motivated, you feel confident and you're, you're not just like content and staying in California. You're, you know, I want to go push the limit and go travel. And that's how, you know, us California anglers are going to get a little bit more recognition nationally. We have to go out and fish nationally. We just, we have to, like, we can't just sit here in California and expect everything to come to us just because, just because we're, you know, I'm, I'm involved in it too, but just because we're like complaining about it, like we have to go out and fish these events. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's unfortunate that we're so far away from the heart of like the majority of, you know, the kayak anglers in our nation you know yeah it, it's it's true what you say man um we, we got to make the effort to go out there and get out there because if we don't man we're never going to get put back on the map you know what i'm saying um, yeah it is hard you know what i'm saying but like i think if you plan your year out correctly or accordingly yeah make those trips happen. yeah so let's talk about your cadillac like or your cattle trip really quick and it, it was probably similar to the texas trip but planning for it like how many days of practice do you did you get or did would you have liked to had and let's talk about like a little bit of that too um did, did you want to talk about barriessa first or did you want to was barriessa let's let's touch on cattle because it was let's just touch on the cattle and then we'll end it with the aoi stuff yeah, 
Sounds good. Um, so with Cato, I, I with Louisiana, I, I kind of wish I had at least three days to pre-fish. Um, I only had one. I, I luckily I had one because the drive kind of it didn't stall us. We, we actually made it ahead of time, me and my wife. So I actually had one full day to practice, but I would have liked three because you know there was an option of I think uh, five other bodies of water too. Mm -hmm. um, rumors is that I think it was one on Bistano, not Cato. So um, yeah, I would have liked to uh, fish, try all the other lakes too, but I didn't get a chance to do that. But um, my which is kind of really quick, which is kind of interesting because a lot of guys get caught up in history. So when you look at history and you look at when Greg Blanchard went out to Cato. Everyone was on Cato pretty much. That was in the top, you know, in the top 10, I, I think. I, from what I saw and what I heard, everything was about Cato. It's kind of like if you're going to come out to California, you're going to fish Clear Lake. If you're going to go out to Louisiana, you're going to fish Cato. That's how, that's like what I was hearing. And it's interesting because it's a different time of year. So Bispano, or I think I got that right. Bispano, you know, that's where the fish, the bigger fish were. And, it's that's what that's what I love about bass fishing. It's constantly changing. Like there's nothing set in stone. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I think uh, from what I heard, like the the Bistano was a, a lot of the water was drawn down, versus Cat uh, at Cato it was. I, I guess you would say that it's normal. But then. Um, from the tree branches, from one of the anglers that I was talking to, the tree branches at cattle, you'd have to because most of the most of these fishes were within the roots of the cypress trees, and with cattle, they were most of the branches were like right under the uh, right under the surface of the water, so you'd have to skip it perfectly or at least close to the trees. And with Bistano, you didn't have to do that because the water was drawn down so low that you can just make any kind of cast you want. Those wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Way up high. And then not many bass boats can get into Bistano because the water was so low so that, you know, those tree stumps everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, my one day of pre-fish at, at Caddo, man, it was, uh, I didn't find much, but. The pattern that I did find was, which I think a lot of people found, was, you know, those fish were in those roots of the cypress trees. And, and a chatterbait. Chatterbait, man. <laughs> this this year for me, man, it's just been, it's that's been my number one bait, man. Um, funny story is, uh, like, three years, I've been throwing it for, like, three years, but not consistently. And this year, like, it just, you know, the light bulb just went off, you know, and I just... It's an addicting bait, bro. <laughs> like I'll throw that thing like three thousand times. Oh yeah, I'll my arm will fall off for sure. Yeah, especially when it's on. Like it's besides I don't know. Besides a frog blow up, I mean everyone knows a frog blow up's fun, but I mean chatterbait bite is just like so fun, dude. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's that you said, like you know, you're going out to Cato, you're driving all this way, you're getting three days of practice. And it's one thing that I would maybe try to start to push to, to advocate for is I really like to see these, the bigger national trails, especially, especially kind of KBF. Uh, I would like to see some sort of off limits period um, prior to the, 
these big national events because, you know, there's guys that are out there for four or five weeks and it's really tough. I mean, I'm not bashing anything that, that has gone on, you know, for what's, what's in stone or what's set in stone right now, but it would just be a little bit more of a better opportunity for anglers from all over the country to come together to one national championship and not have this like no off limits period because there's anglers that could fish for five weeks and you put pretty much anyone on one body of water for five weeks or four weeks or three weeks compared to like yourself, like three days. I mean, there's just like this huge disadvantage because time on the water is everything. So I would just like to see maybe some sort of off limits where, you know, some in the future for these big national events. So that way guys traveling have some sort of a, of a fair um, kind of level playing field for guys that, you know, are willing to risk a whole week or week and a half off work and spend money to come out there and try to compete. You know, I feel like it's, it's worth having a level playing field. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I totally agree with you because I feel like, especially like what you were saying, those people that are traveling from, you know, so far away, whether it be California, New York, or up North, um, to wherever the event is at, it's, you know, it's time and money. And, um, to have an off limits period, uh, it, it, it's, it puts everybody on the same playing field, you know? Yeah. Like, even if it was just like off limits for, let's just say, I don't know, 60 days. And then one week prior to the event, the whole entire week, it's official practice. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like something like that, or even if it's two weeks, like start starting with something where there's some sort of like, like limit to people practicing on whatever specific body of water when we're, when everyone's fishing for 75, 50, you know, hundred thousand dollars. So I don't know, just something, something to kind of throw out there as a part of the show. But anyway, so the AOI title TOC, you go into it. So let's, let's see this. So you go to Cato and then you came back for the TOC. Oh no, no, it was the TOC first and then TOC first. Okay. TOC. And then you went to Cato. So, so going back to the TOC, you had to feel pretty good. So you, you already knew you won angle of the year going to Cattle, right? Um, I, 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 I kind of did, but I wasn't too sure. Oh, they didn't announce it till the team tournament, right? Till the team tournament. Okay. Okay. That's still like, yeah, but you know, iffy about it. Yeah. It was announced. So. Yeah. Okay. So then the team tournament comes. You fish the team tournament. You guys have a great time. They announced you AOI for Yakabass. Tell us about that feeling. It's, 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 uh, it's still surreal, man. I mean, I kind of even don't, I don't even believe it yet. I mean, sometimes like my wife and my kids, they'll go and grab my plaque and bring it out to me. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Is it a plaque or a belt? Cause I saw a belt. Both. 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 Do you have it with you right there? Close by or no? It's in the other room. I can go. Okay. If you want. No, it's all good. But Yakabass gives like a UFC style belt, right? Yeah, which is cool and fun, and it, and it probably feels good to have that belt. Do you wear the belt? Uh, no. Oh yeah, there you go. Heck yeah, yeah. And like I said earlier in the show, Yakabass is like kind of like the grassroots OG of California kayak bass fishing. They've been doing it for a while. James runs great stuff, and it's uh, it'd be awesome if I was able to get up there and fish all those events. But 
for a northern angler, Yakabass is pretty much like one of the biggest um, tournament series. They draw like 80 to 100 guys at almost all their events. And that's super cool that you went out there and, and won that, dude. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. And this is technically like your first whole season, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my actual first season, so. Man, dude. Not bad, man. <laughs> not, not too bad, not too bad. So, anyways, man, that's that's super cool. Um, now let's kind of go into actually for one second. So, over your whole AOI season with Yakabass, what was like your main confidence bait for you know like the one bait that you threw in California, not all over the place because that was kind of the chatter bait. It might be the chatter bait, but what was that one confidence bait for your AOI victory? It was the chatter bait. Really? Even at like McClure and like all these different lakes, you still threw the chatterbait? Uh, well, not not at like McClure or Berryessa, but like yeah, um, everywhere else, pretty much. Everywhere else, man. Everywhere else, wow. you know, an abundance of grass, man. It is yeah, really fun. yeah. Nice. Okay, so like, what about your finesse? Uh, your your uh, confidence finesse bait. Yeah. So for a finesse, it's either the weightless senko. Um, I'm either going to be throwing it wacky or uh, Texas rig, depending on, you know, how grassy or not grassy it is. And then yeah. other than that, it's, it's, it's a drop shot, you know. Yeah. Like worm or uh, I like to throw those little uh, those Mega Bass has dongs. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's, that's pretty much it, man. So you seem like your style of fishing, like if you were to describe your style of fishing, you seem to be pretty kind of like simple-minded when it comes to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah. Um, like, I throw a Cinco, and when they're buying the Cinco, I throw the Chatterbait. And when they're not buying those two things, I just throw the Drop Shot. Is that pretty much it? That's pretty much <laughs> I mean, That's awesome. If you were to look at, at what I bring on my kayak, it's, it's next to nothing uh, because I... I just bring a little uh, a tackle tray, and then um, all my soft baits are in my kayak uh, compartment, and that's it, man, for, for lures, you know? So I kind of know what I'm going to bring already, and I just kind of congest it into You have, like, a day box, pretty much. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you got, like, a dark color that you like and a, and a natural-looking color that you like probably, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. It's either yeah. natural or... Yeah, like you said, natural or dark, that's it. I really like what, uh, like two years ago, I was listening to Jared, Gerald Swindell. Um, he has a really good positive mental attitude like se uh, um, seminar. And it's kind of old, but 
his whole mentality about being positive out on the water is is something that has helped me like tremendously in my own growth as an angler. And I feel like staying positive and staying confident and keeping it simple is like three things that are definitely keys to success. And, um, you can't, you can't get, you can't lose confidence and you can't overthink it. It it all kind of wraps itself into one. Like you gotta, like, like he's talks about, you just got to have that positive mental attitude. Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to catch a limit and I'm going to be confident in what I'm throwing and whatever I'm throwing, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to continue to throw. Like, like your confidence in a chatterbait, you say you throw it 3000 times. You're not throwing it 3000 times because you don't have confidence in it. You have confidence in that chatterbait. You're going to get bit five times out of my 3000. And I don't care what anyone else says or thinks, you know, that's confidence, which is key to success because some guys are like man i never catch them on a chatterbait well you're probably not throwing it three thousand times <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so uh that's cool man well man congratulations on your super successful first year i mean that's a killer first year um now let's let's kind of like all right 2021 is is in the books you know you've accomplished angle of the year title you've done really well throughout your your career so far in this year and a half of, of your career um next year what are your plans for next year what are you looking to get into we got a lot of series out here we got wild west we got kayak bass nation or california bass nation we got Yakabass, we got aba we got socal we got all these different uh events out here what what is one event that is maybe sticking out to you that you are gonna try to go for aoi next year yeah, I think next year I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm still going to do some of the Yakabas stuff, but I'm not going to go as hard as I did this this year. Um, but I think next year my, my main focus is probably going to be uh, uh, Wild West and Bass Nation. And uh, I would like to do a lot of, if not all, the Ironman stuff, the ABA stuff that you guys just came out with. But uh, uh, I, I want to try and do most of them. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I do want to expand and come out there to the south, to SoCal, too, and try those waters out. I, I've been meaning to. I've been wanting to. But it's just. You know, yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like even with Wild West, Wild West is coming down to Otai on May 15th. Uh, so they're coming down to SoCal. That's going to be a really good event. You're going to, you know, don't throw the sink on the chatter right there. It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> There's tons of grass there in Thule's and the chatterbait and the Cinco do not work there. So don't, don't even bring them Not on your day box. Nothing. They don't work there. Just bring your drop shot and you'll be fine. <laughs> no, but, uh, um, I feel like it's going to be a, I, it's going to be a really good year next year in California. Unfortunately, we do have some KBF stuff. We got, um, I, I'm pretty sure Shasta's KBF. Um, we got, they're coming back out to clear lake for kbf as well we got some arizona kbfs in there too um so kbf is coming out here which is awesome for guys that want to try to you know fish kbf but other than that nationally bass isn't coming back and uh hobie's not out here either so but now hobie has this new series with the iron man series the aba and i just feel like we were trying to put something together that was a little bit different um gives guys the opportunity to travel because you're not just going to drive all the way down to SoCal for one event and, you know, a hundred dollar buy-in and there's, you know, the payout 
needs to be there too in order for me to travel up north and for you to travel down south it has to be worth it right so the two-day events are going to be something brand new to california as far as the whole series of two-day events and uh man we love to have you down here as much as uh you're probably going to take all of our lunch money but we'll see how it works out <laughs> oh, man i mean but I'll, I'll it'll be fun though man guaranteed man yeah and i think the cool thing about it too is it's like there's finally going to be like that barrier taken down of like norcal Sor socal we're going to find out like i said in the previous podcast but we're going to find out who that first california aoi is like you know you're going to have to come down here maybe once or twice and we're going to have to go up there once or twice and then we're going to meet in the middle somewhere for a toc maybe and i'm not sure where the toc is at but i'm just saying like we're going to we're going to go to the toc and all battle against each other at the toc and then there's going to just be like one AOI for the whole North and South. So it's going to be, it's going to be really fun, but even wild West, like wild West is doing good things. Uh, California bass nation. I'm planning on fishing. Hopefully I don't know all the details yet. Um, I'm sure Tim and uh, the bass nation guys are going to roll out all the details soon, but I'm going to try to fish the bass nation event because I want to qualify for the championship. So <laughs> I'm going to try to make everything work out where I fish the ABA in the California Bass Nation, and if Wild West is with the Bass Nation, like on some of them, I'm going to double double down on both of them too. So I think we're going to be seeing each other on the water next year. I think so, Shane. <laughs> but uh, so that's that's kind of your plan. Is is so? Are you qualified for? Um, are you qualified for anything else nationally next year? Are you qualified for KBF National Championship next year or no? No. Yeah. Okay. I, I think uh, KBF just started their 2022 season yeah. for, like, you know, monthly challenges. And uh, yeah. their trail series don't start until next year, I think, in January. So, but, yeah, yeah I totally forgot about the uh, the KBF. I, I, I they, They've they moved uh, or they, they're doing a lot of events towards this way now. Like, I think they're even coming to Havasu, huh? Uh. I didn't see Havasu yet, but maybe. I don't know. I, I think they're coming to Havasu, and then they're going to Colorado and Utah. and um, But I'm not I'm not really sure I want to travel out of California next year. Yeah, it's a lot. It just, you know, honestly, for me, man, it just depends on how my season starts, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat because I'm, I got, I'm qualified for Kentucky Lake for – um kbf for the national championship next year um so i might try to do that but right now i'm just focused on aba and bass nation and trying to qualify for next year's championship for bass so we'll see how it all works out dude but we're gonna be on the water quite a bit together i feel like so we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes <laughs> But uh, anyways, man, is there anyone else? Is there someone you want to thank or any supporters? Or do you have any sponsors that you want to kind of plug yourself, plug in there and show your support? No sponsors yet, man. But um, I well, if sponsors are listening. I hope they you get you deserve it, man. You, you, you do a lot of good things. And maybe after this, we'll talk about maybe some opportunities that I might be able to help you out with. But I mean, dude, you, you got it going on, dude. So keep keep throwing that chatterbait in that freaking Senko. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, just you know, I I want to thank my uh, my wife and my mom, man. They they've been a big support for uh, you know my success this year, and uh, it, yeah, that's it, awesome. It starts with them, you know, here at home. So uh, without them here to hold down the fort, I I can't even go anywhere. So 
Yeah. Shout outs to them. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you um, being on tonight. For those of you that are listening, this is going to wrap up our show. Really appreciate you guys uh, following us through for the last 52 minutes. We talked about who is, you know, kind of first year and a half here out in California. I know this guy is going to go out there and do some damage again next year. And uh, best of luck to you next year, man. I hope you have an incredible year. And um, that's pretty much going to do it. As always, guys, keep your thumbs ripped, and I'll see you guys on the next one.